this whole theme of uh, self-control came as the last message of a series of messages on what we call the fruit of the Spirit. It was just a little over a year ago, actually, when we did this. And it came out of this passage in, Gal- in Galatians chapter 5. And, uh, and I want to take you there. Before I do, I want to just make one very simple statement. And I want you to hear it. I want you to hear it clearly, because you're going to hear it three or four times this morning or more. It is very simple. God gives a deepened ability to exercise self-control. I don't know what your issue is. I'm going to hit on a few here in just a moment. Um, got a general idea. We all deal with some of the same stuff at different levels, you know, different, uh, different tunes to the song, so to speak. So, uh, but God gives us that deepened ability to exercise self-control, and I would add to that statement, when one is in relationship with Him, Him being Christ. We're going to talk more about that and unpack that for you in a moment. But right now, I want to take you to the place, the passage that we spent really uh, several weeks in last year called this passage on the fruit of the Spirit. It's in Galatians chapter 5. Just read along. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. When the Holy Spirit controls our lives, He will produce this kind of fruit in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There you go. These are qualities. I want to make this clear. These, um, these cannot be worked on. They cannot be acquired by sheer determination of will. Um, they, it's not a matter of strength. It's not a matter of, of maybe some sort of a formula of saying, I'm going to, I've, I've read different things, the different, different uh, you know, life improvement, self-improvement type stuff where they say, whatever it is you want to work on, you, 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 you make a statement like, I need to have more self-control. And, and one of their things was, you know, you, you say that statement like several times in the morning when you get out of bed or when you're still sitting on the edge of your bed and you say, I need to have more self-control. And you emphasize a different word every time you do that. I need to have more self-control. I need to have more self-control. I need to have more self-control. And you go through that whole thing and you go through it every time, you know, and every, do that every, every morning and it's going to give you more self-control. I wish that worked. I'd do it, you know. My wife would probably have me committed by now, but I mean, it would for that and a number of other things, I might add. But, but um, you know, this isn't a matter of just that. I think all of us have tried certain things. And we say, you know, I try this, to, it works for a little while, but to no avail. The thing about this is these are byproducts of something else. The something else is God, the Holy Spirit, working in our lives as we cooperate, yield to that Spirit, God's Spirit in us which comes into our lives the moment we trust Christ, which is where this whole thing begins. We, we start as the moment that we recognize I'm a fallen individual. Jesus came to die in place of my sins. I deserve to die. And Jesus came in my, to give and, and, to, and lives again to forgive me. And also because of that, the Holy Spirit then, uh, part of the, of, the, of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit comes and lives in my life and gives me this new nature, this new ability. Don't always, don't always use it. And sometimes I go against it, but it is there. 
So that's what this is all about when we start talking about Galatians chapter 5 and self-control. Uh, and the point is here, there's not a formula, there's not a tradition, there's not a liturgy, there's not some memory, rote memory trick or something else. The further you along, it's, it's responding to, cooperating with the Spirit of God who lives in each one of us who have trusted Christ. So having said that, there are many issues that we could talk about as it turns, as it comes to self-control. It's interesting. I'm not going to go through all these. I, went, I told you last week that, that I went through the list that I last, a year, a little over a year ago when I did this, I went through a list of things that I had self-control issues with. And I went back over that list. And there were some of them that I no longer have self-control. I mean, some of them I've seen, hey, I'm doing better. Like, for instance, French fries was one of mine, you know? Mine all, by the way, about 85% food. Now, I don't know what that says about me, but that... that but French fries is one of them, and I'm getting where I even leave. You know, this is me. I'm leaving. I mean, just I'm leaving French fries on the plate every so often. A few, you know. I'm no longer talking my colleagues and and people that I eat lunch with. No, you need to order fries, and then I'd eat their fries. You know, um, so I'm doing better with that. I mean, and, and there are many issues. When we start talking about food, we talk about ice cream. So we have a big issue with ice cream or chocolate. You know, and you're like, I just can't say no to chocolate. And, you know, and, and there's other things, chips and queso, chips and salsa, chips and chips. I mean, there are many kinds of issues like that that, that <laughs> you just go on and on and on with. Uh, um, certain TV programs, some of us who are big, big fans of 24, our lives have changed this last year. We didn't have 24 for over a year now. And it's like there's something missing in my life, you know, no Jack Bauer. Um, and then I even know of a situation this week where a guy, I, I mean, the guy's crazy, didn't, didn't exercise self-control and didn't want to wait. And, and the, guy, the guy got up at freaking 6 o'clock in the morning, caught a train, went into New York, went to the, to, to the Apple store on Fifth Avenue and waited in line in more hours than he will ever admit to anybody, <laughs> including me, to get, to get a new iPhone. I can't believe that. Somebody's texting me here. Let me see what this is. Oh. Um, can't imagine such. I mean, I'm glad I'm not like that. But anyway, <laughs> you understand, we all have different issues in which self-control is a problem. For one, it might be food. For one, it might be, you know, entertainment, a hobby, or whatever it happens to be. And here's the, here's the, here's the, here's the interesting, thing, interesting thing about this. We can laugh, and hopefully we will laugh. At, with each other, not at each other, and at ourselves on, on all of these issues. But, you know, it doesn't take very long into that discussion till it starts spiraling downwards. And we start talking about self-control issues that are damaging and that are hurtful and that really do hurt people's lives, things like anger that's out of control. In some cases, those are words that do indeed hurt in some cases, it goes further. In some cases, it's gossip, greed, too much alcohol, you know, smoking, um, too much, whatever that might mean. Too much sports can happen. Um, competition to the point of obsession, you know, in the area of food, you know, snacks, fast food. You know, food's an issue because it is what it is, but, and, and we, can't, we can't just speak of food in one area. We have a, a discussion group that's meeting right now that's talking about, about uh, um, eating disorders. 
And that's another out-of-control thing, just in reverse. And what we normally think of, well, I eat too much, or I like too much chips, or I like this or that. But, but it's, there's that, that whole eating disorder issue as well, where it's just spun out of control, and it hurts. In some cases, it kills. And that's a pretty serious deal, you know, obviously. That's one of the things. You can read about that in your program, by the way. It's a great uh, discussion group over a, a tremendous book. Um, it might be internet surfing that leads to some of the wrong places, whether that be pornography or whether that be some other issues or some other places that you don't, places that you don't need to be. It might be gambling. It might be some other issues like that. Uh, might be the need to be, need to be right. You always got to be right. And to the point where, you know, the whole family or the whole group of network of friends or whatever, well, you know, there's got to be right. And everybody just sort of, well, you know, that's not a good thing when we're like that. Here's what I want you to see, and this is an important issue, and it all has to do with self-control. And self-control is really not probably the best word to use because it's not about self, it's about God. And God gives us a deepened ability to exercise self-control when we are in relationship with Him. And that's really where I want to center in on tonight. I want to show you some passages from the Bible. And um, the first one is from 2 Peter chapter, chapter 1. Watch what he says here. Make every effort to apply the benefits of those promises to your life. Then your faith will produce a life, watch this, a life of moral excellence. A life of moral excellence leads to knowing God better. Knowing God leads to self-control. Self-control leads to patient endurance. And patient endurance leads to godliness. Isn't that great? And you can keep reading here, and he goes on, and, 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 and he talks about that. And uh, godliness leads to, another, to, to love for other Christians, and finally you will grow to have genuine love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more you'll become productive and useful in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop these virtues are blind or at least very short-sighted. They have already forgotten that God has cleansed them from their old life of sin. I'll go back to that verse 6. It's just so good. Knowing God leads to self-control. Self-control leads to patient endurance, and patient endurance leads to godliness. This is so much a God thing. Because, you know, and here's the thing. I mean, there, there, are some, there are many issues in your life and in my life that I don't really need. This is going to sound terrible, but just stay with me for a moment. I don't really need God to help me with certain things. Something, I, don't have a, I don't have a desire. I don't need God to, 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 to help me not to watch Oprah every day at whatever time she comes on. You know? Um, nothing wrong with Oprah. Let me just say that. You know, I mean, she's terrific, I, I, I guess. I've read about her. Um, but that's not an issue with me. Okay? There are many things you, you don't, you're not even going to pray about because they're not an issue. But some of those other issues that you might have an issue with, those problems with, that's what we're talking about. And it's different for all of us. Our, our tendency is, we don't want to say we're judging others, but our tendency is to kind of look kind of weird at somebody who says, you really think you have to have the latest techno gadget? You know, because that's not my thing, whereas we have our own, we have our own things. We all have to have our own things, and that's, the, that's part of the thing. When we talk about this whole idea and this whole point of, 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 of exercising self-control. And the area, you know, we, we, that we all have to start, I don't care who you are, is where it begins internally because the internal is going to affect the, out, the outward. 
It may take a week, it may take a year, it may take 10 years, but the internal and what's going on internally is always going to affect the outward. And we can't just put a band-aid on the outward. God gives us the ability to deal with the inward. And that's what he does. That's why God gives us a deepened ability to exercise self-control when we're in relationship with him. I want to show you real, three very simple things about that whole point of God deepening our ability to deal with it and to have and exercise self-control in our own lives. Three very simple things, very simple point. Number one is this. Life pains, life's pains are multiplied without self-control. I think you know this, but if you don't, let me just give you a real quick little tutorial on it, okay? Because um, there are a lot of people. Watch this. Watch what the Bible says. You know, I don't even say too much about this. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 21. For the Lord sees clearly what a man does. That's an anthropos, man or woman. Examining every path he takes. And the evil man is held captive. Watch. I've seen this. An evil man is held captive by his own sins. They are ropes that catch and hold him. He will die for lack of self-control. He will be lost because of his incredible folly. People's own sins can be their own undoing, so to speak. That's what Proverbs teaches, which we know that's true. Some of us have seen that, whether it be in the area of moralities or the lack thereof, or whether it be in the area of principles and boundaries financially, or the lack thereof, and how that has come back to just destroy individuals because of their lack of self-control. Another proverb puts it this way, Proverb 25, a person without self-control is as defenseless as a city with broken down walls. Keep in mind, at the time of this writing, the, the, the national defense, so to speak, was how big your wall was around your city. That was going to keep the nomadic tribes from coming in and attacking your women and children and, 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 and so forth. And so, so the men, the, the fighting men were so forth, they were, we want a big wall, you know. And so he's using that as sort of a metaphor. You know, if you don't have self-control, it's like not having, a, it's like having a broken down wall. Uh, you're going to be, you're just going to get run over. In this case, by your own, by your own stuff which is kind of interesting. So life's pains are multiplied when we don't exercise self-control. That's why God says, hey, listen, trust in me and I will give you a deepened ability to exercise self-control. It's not that God wants to keep us from anything good or fun. It's that God says, I know what, you know, you're, we're broken and you need help. And I can offer you that help when you're in relationship with, with him, with God. So life's pains are multiplied without self-control, and needing self-control is universal. I had to throw this in because so many times we, we say this is for young people, you know? Um, you know, we got, you got to learn self-control. You got to learn self-control. And that's a good thing to teach young people. And I remember my parents drilling that into my mind over, you need to exercise self-control. And in my case, it was always, Rich, don't always say what you think, you know? Still learning that lesson, you know, 50-some years later. But... but um, Watch what Titus says. Chapter 2, teach the older men. Oh, this verse has taken on new meaning to me in the last 10 years. Teach the older men to exercise self-control, to be worthy of respect, and to live wisely. You know, and I read, not stand in line to buy certain... Anyway, to live wisely, they must... Just Sorry, just a little issue here I'm dealing with. Uh, they must have strong faith and be filled with love and patience. Older men and women. It's a person, really. You say, why is that? Well, you ever see older people who sometimes don't exercise patience? Sometimes I've caught myself. I'm not necessarily older, but I suppose I'm getting there. 
And whatever that means, you know, I'm always quick. You know, somebody the other day in the office said something, you know, he's an older guy. And I said, well, what's an older guy? I always ask that question now. And everybody says, what's an older guy? I said, what's an older guy? And everybody now knows. Better dance around that one, baby. He, uh, Rich will have an exercise or lose his control, throw a Coke can or something. Uh, anyway, I don't do that. Um, the issue is this. We all need self-control in different areas of our life, in different seasons of our life. And some of the things that you used to have a problem with, you no longer have an issue with, something else has popped up. And those are the things that we have to stop, think, deal with, and pray about. And that's what the Bible's teaching us here. And that's what, that's what God is saying. He gives us a deepened ability to exercise self-control. Because life's pains are multiplied when we don't have self-control, and because self-control is a universal need. It's universal. All seasons of life. Third thing I want you to see, very simple. Self-control brings blessing. You know I had to get to this one. Self-control brings blessing. You know what? You do this, and God will bless you. Watch this. Remember that in a race, everyone runs. By the way, Olympics are, come, Olympics are starting here in a few weeks. Paul, the apostle, is referring to the Olympics here. Yeah, which is kind of cool, I think, when you start thinking about something modern that transcends history and goes all the way back to the Bible times. Really, them, some, they had other kinds of games, but they had the Olympics. Paul was very, because it was in Athens, Paul was familiar with that. So, so here we go. He's referring to the Olympics. I don't know that he's referring to, you know, basketball or maybe swimming, I'm not sure, but I'm, we know he's referring to at least to boxing and he's referring to running. And, and you, you know, th- those were all part of the original Olympic Games. Okay? So here we go. Remember that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. You must run in such a way that you will win. All athletes practice strict self-control. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but you do it for an eternal prize. So I run straight to the goal with purpose in every step. I am not like a boxer who misses his punches. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that, I, that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Big issue here in this verse. Scholars over the years have argued, what does that mean? Does that mean he's saying that he, in that last verse, that I fear that after preaching to others, I somehow I'm going to lose my eternal standing before God, that somehow I'm going to lose this, the favor that God has given me because he loves me? No, you're not going to lose that. Nothing you can do. You're, gonna, you're not going to lose that. And it doesn't mean that you're going to lose your, your standing spiritually. In other words, if you've trusted Christ and you've come to Christ in faith, it doesn't mean that you can undo that. All he's saying is, with a series of wrong turns here and there, I can screw up my life. That's what he's saying. I can just screw up my life. He reckoned, the great godly apostle Paul, who wrote this, recognized, hey, I'm only a few turns away from just, just being DQ'd, from, from messing up my life. I pray that I'm not going to do that, and I'm going to exercise self-control. His point being, because I, I, I want to finish well. He says that later on in another passage. I want to finish strong. And that's a, that's a great thought right there. Peter puts it this way, clearly exercise self-control. Think clearly, exercise self-control. Look forward to the special blessings that come to you at the return of Christ. Self-control brings blessing. 
God's going to bless you in many, many ways. It's a greater quality of life. Doesn't mean you're going to be wealthy, doesn't mean you're always going to be healthy, but it's a greater quality of life. There's extra blessing because we've, we've said, you know what, I'm not going to do everything that, that occurs to me or, or whatever might happen, you know, that might come into my, into my thought and so forth. So God gives a deepened ability to exercise self-control. And, and while life's pains are multiplied because of the lack of self-control and it's a universal need, there are many blessings that come when we exercise self-control. I want to read one last thing to you. And um, let me read that. And then I'm going to ask, after I read this, I'm going to ask the band to come up because they're going to elucidate the whole point for us very clearly and musically in the whole area of, of, of turning the stuff over to Christ and allowing Him to, to, to run our lives, really. But when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, remember this? He will produce this kind of fruit in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. God will give you the ability to overcome whatever it is that you feel like you can't control in your life. Whether it's food issues, whether it's mouth issues, whether it's thought issues, or whether it's actions that you shouldn't be involved in. God will give you a deepened ability to exercise self-control as you yield to Him. One comes to faith in Christ by saying, Lord, I'm a sinner, I'm a fallen individual, and I need you in my life. And you came to die on a cross for me, and you 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 were raised from the dead to give me new life. And I have that new life, and I have that forgiveness that comes with that, and I also have a new ability that comes through the Holy Spirit who then comes into my life. God gives deepened ability to those uh, to exercise self-control to those who are in relationship with Him. I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask the band to come up while I am, and they're going to just really give us a great illustration musically of how this of how this works. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for what Christ has done for each one of us. Thank you for the abilities that you give us through the Holy Spirit to overcome ourselves and our selfishness and all the sometimes rotten stuff that we may think about saying or doing or being a part of. We thank you that it is through a, a relationship with you that we have a deepened ability to exercise self-control. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.